The Big Light presents Hello, I'm Sean McDonald and you're listening to Blethered on the Big Light Network. In this episode, I'm joined by someone who listened to my first interview with Senior Debt Advisor Tommy Gallagher from Don't Fret About Debt. Tommy is a hugely respected industry expert and he was recently on the panel of BBC's Debate Night programme and will continue to feature over the coming months. In February last year, Tommy and I discussed the social stigma around it and the stresses that come with carrying that weight on your own. Tommy explained the solutions available, how you can take three simple steps to stop you paying more than you can afford each month. And we also discussed the reasons that people fall into debt in the first place, including high interest payday loans and buy now, pay later schemes from online brands. Debt can affect people from all walks of life and all levels of income, but it's rarely spoken about due to the element of shame and embarrassment associated with it. That conversation struck a chord with so many people who have since followed Tommy's advice and taken back control of their own situation. And one of those people is today's guest. Circumstances dictated that although he had a well-paying job, he was just about keeping his head above water financially each month. Now, after getting in touch to find out the steps and protections that were available to him, the weight of the world is off his shoulders and he's now firmly back in control. If you enjoy this episode, or you think somebody you know could benefit from it, feel free to share it. Cheers. We'll kind of jump into this point then. Talk me through at which point you heard, was it me and Tommy having a conversation that you heard? I just listened to the podcast at home, just doing... Uh, the usual putting Saturday night kids watching telly with their mum and then just listening to it and just the things that he was saying you know folk you've got credit card debt it's no bad it's no a lot um, and they're making their payments and says, but they don't mean they're probably just surviving mm-hmm. and it was, it was just kind of thinking about it and you know and you'd obviously talk about options you know well, hang on up I'm, I'm in a, a well paid job you know so I so obviously that I can't get right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like how and obviously it's just and the more I thought about it, it's just like it's that me, you know what I mean? It, I think it was because he said you just kinda to me it was the it wasn't a situation where it got me to a stage where I think I'm gonna do something after it wasn't at all. It actually was the kind of case of I just accepted it. So you, you go right, your mortgage payment's this, accounts tax that so whatever your utilities are, then you go right, this is how much I'm gonna pay. To these minimum payment every month, and don't think anything of it, but you're not reducing the balance any. And then once your interest free period runs out, and then you start when I actually sat when I went through it with Tommy, and it's not, it's kind of no kind of burying your head in the set. I suppose it is a wee bit, but it's kind of because you just go, I'm paying X amount, I want yeah, to credit cards, and you sit down and you go, Holy fuck, I'm paying 40% of that to interest, I'm basically taking X amount a month and sticking it in the bin. And obviously the, the flip side is that is when you get into a stage where you're using more of your, you know, a high percentage of your balance that's available to you, your credit rating comes down. So you're stuck to get a credit card where it's interest-free, you know, mm-hmm. paying this balance off 36 months interest-free. So then you're only getting offered high interest rate cards and you think, well, I can't stick it on to that. Mm. And that's when you realise, and it was just, 
as I say, when I nearly got uh, made redundant in 2020 because of COVID, I thought, mate, there's something here. And mm-hmm. you don't, I, I didn't know how the chap with Tommy was going to go, to be honest. Because you just it, like, maybe, you know, because, you know, you see these companies go wipe 8% of their day off. And Tommy said, that, that's shite, basically. You know, it's, it's about actually, what can you, let's look at your life, allow you the right to live. I mean, these guys will still get paid. You'll just, the interest has stopped and they'll get their money back and then you can then live your life and no worry about how much money you're paying every month without even realising how much of it is actually not going anywhere and mm-hmm. high interest payments. And I know folk will say, well, it's your name for getting that place in the first place, but it's, it's not as easy. It's, it's not like that, do you know what I mean? No, but there's no, things no. in life that happen that you go, well, I'm not missing that. You know, mate's getting married or mate's got a stag do. And as an example that Tommy said to you, you've got a mate who's gone on a stag do. You're going on that stag do. I'm not going, mate, because... You know, I don't get paid to the end of the month, and he's mm-hmm. gone right in the middle of the month. You're going, you know what I mean? Aye, because you still got you still got a right to live, and it's just, I think everybody's playing a game, and it's just you need to make sure that you just don't get caught out. Mm-hmm. And knowing what's available to you, because like I think everybody's been caught at that, caught in that at some point, and going, all right, well, I'll just kind of live. I won't do X, Y, and Z for the next six months, and things will be fine. And you're like, listen. Why do you graft? Why do you work? Why do you get up in the morning when you kind of don't fancy it? You know, you'd much rather stay in your bed. Why do you do all these things to enjoy your life? And it's not to say, hey, go and be reckless and just use all your money as, as beer tokens and fun coupons. But it's like there has to be that that balance struck. And I think, I don't know about you, I think a lot of people live in, in pure misery because they think, well, this is just the way it is and there's no way out. And maybe a self-loathing thing comes in where they're like, well, it's my fault and I've done it. And it's like, well, no. Nah. Like, as you say, things happen in life, things come up, there can be emergencies and you need to go on things and th- one thing piles on top of another and before you know it, you're kind of doing that running on the treadmill with no power when, when in yeah. fact there are there are kind of options available to you. Like, see, if you had to have been, because that's another thing, like, no matter how much money people earn, I still think everybody is like a missed paycheck or two away for absolute abject disaster. Like what would have happened if, you know, God forbid, if you had uh, lost your job back when COVID kind of kicked in? Uh, probably the house goes, mate. That's the first thing it probably goes. Mm. Uh, and then you just take it for there. That's, that's, that's a terrifying it. prospect, isn't it? Aye, of course it is. Um, yeah, it's a made breadwinner on the house. You're just mm. thinking, or, or, you know, yeah, you just, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, nobody saw, I say nobody saw COVID coming. I went away in holiday for a mate's birthday, and the first week in March, we went abroad. And obviously we knew it was here, but nobody was bothered me, you know what I mean? There's no mass or nothing. And then you're making plans when you go back home, saying, I'll be doing next month to catch up with you. Week later, country goes in there, you know, Metal sorry, two weeks later, country goes in there, lockdown, and you don't see folk for like six months, you know what I mean? It was, it was just, well, the whole country was just like, aye, COVID, yeah, it's, not a, it's not a thing, it's not going to get us, you know what I mean? I, I went to, uh, pure famous last word, so this was doing, so I went to Venice, middle of February 2020, and when we arrived, they were wearing hazmat suits, and uh, they were doing the scanner gun for people's temperatures, oh. and I videoed it and sent it to my pals, and I was like, look at the state of this, man, this is a bit much, is it not? <laughs> and then a week later, I was interviewing somebody in London, and he didn't want to come in because of COVID. But this is like, it was barely even registering on the news. And I was like, mate, man, come on, pull yourself together. And they came in and I was talking about it. And I was like, what a shite. And I was like, uh, I said, Ebola, SARS, Zika virus, foot and mouth, 
uh, a couple of others the white millennium bug I was like these things never come to anything three <laughs> weeks later <laughs> countries completely stopped and I was like thank fuck I cut it out I was like thank fuck I never put that in man I looked like what? such an asshole. but then again nobody saw it coming I, I kind of another thing I wanted to get a, a kind of sense of see before you had heard like me and Tommy having that conversation had that kind of crossed your mind or was it just were you kind of just plodding along just like oh this is just Not how Tommy. it is no, it's all planned along. Didn't think, I don't think it was in wrong with it. You know, still still doing stuff, still going out, just accepting, just paying, you know, a monthly, a large chunk of yeah, a salary to credit. I think it's one of the ones that I think a lot of folk, as you say, there's, there's, a, there's a really weird stigma when it comes to debt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I've kind of found up here is, you know, folk will get, you know, either new jobs or, a lot of folk, a lot of folk up here have owned property. You know, feel like a younger age. I never done that. Um, when I left my mum and dad's house, it was doing a flat. I didn't, I didn't have anything else. Aye. A lot of them will say, "Oh, I made a profit. I made a profit on you know flat, and I'm moving into a house with a partner, whatever it is." And you don't ask how much they made. They don't tell you, and then they say, "I'm going to get myself back into the black." Now that could mean they made five hundred pound profit and they're paying a five hundred pound card off, or it could be they made twenty grand profit and they're paying twenty grand off. You don't ask them. They don't tell you. Aye. And it's kind of like, all right, you just nod and just agree. It's like there's a certain association where if you've got any sort of level of debt, it's like you're reckless. Or it is associated with being, I think, a lower class thing. And I say that as somebody that comes from that type of background. People associate it with, oh, well, you must, you, that's for the riffraff. Like, because these uh, decent, hardworking people, they don't get into that sort of thing. When in reality, every single person really is, as you say, it could be 500 quid, it could be 20 grand, there's money coming in, there's money money kind of flowing out. There is like a sort of, that stigma of, I, I don't want people to know this about me, and that's maybe why, because, you know, if, I find that sometimes people who get in touch with me to say, I've got a sort of debt issue, and I encourage them to speak to somebody or anybody, and they'll always be like, they'll hold off and I'm like is that because they think that people think less of them like what do you think about that uh, aye definitely um, obviously I've got a, a sort of wide group of friends down the road and a, uh, a large group of friends up here only two of them uh, know mm-hmm. that I'm in a, a scheme obviously to pay off to make obviously management I've not told anybody else mm-hmm. and they were just like oh how's that I came about and you just say well my pants were getting too high. Couldn't get about it. Couldn't get out of it. Right. And now uh, it's it's life changing because you're actually you know you're living again because you're actually going right. It's worked out for you. Going right, this is how much you should have. You know because you're thinking I'm, I'm taking home a salary. I should have my own money in mm-hmm. the bank and what I've got. Aye. So yeah. And also told me he goes through everything. You know he actually didn't. There's there's the best thing is. There's no judgment, you know. He doesn't go, oh, fuck, no, you shouldn't have that. You know, that's ridiculous. He just writes it down and you just, you know, what have you got? And what's the balance on that? Right, okay, much is that a month and what's interest on that? And he just takes it down Aye. and goes, right, here's a spreadsheet. Here's your life on a spreadsheet. This is how much you currently have available. And you think, oof, that's why it's a struggle. And then this is how much I can make available for you. And you think, I like the sound of that. Aye, it's insane, isn't it? Do you know, I think Tommy... People like Tommy in general, but we can, I can only speak about Tommy in this instance. The reason I think he is one of the best people to deal with, as you say, there's zero judgment, but he's also done it all. He's had longer loans. He's taken credit cards for holidays. He's done them. He's been in the silly debt himself and he gets it. And I think um, when you're when you're speaking to somebody like that who, who has been there and is, there's zero judgment and his main aim is to make 
like your life easier, which I think is um, is a great thing. So his his so lame. It should be, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if maybe if he's any bosses were listening to this, they'd think, hold on a minute, your your main aim should be for us. I personally think his main aim is for the person he's working with, and then the company mm-hmm. kind of comes secondary because the two things go hand in hand. You know, if the if the client or the customer or whoever they define it is is happy, then then you know everybody's happy and everybody wins. Um, how I mean, how see how did it see when you first get in touch with him? Did you feel nervy or anything, or were you kind of reluctant? Well, to be honest, I listened to your podcast on a Saturday night, and I've still got the direct message I sent him. I sent it like, and I listened to it on a Saturday in about quarter to ten at night. I think on a Saturday night, I messaged him, reaching out saying, "Can we get a chat?" So you're kind of like, you know, a couple of beers down, thinking, "Ah oh, well, ah fuck it, what's the worst that can happen here?" Aye. Then he messaged me back straight away, going. That's fine, no problem. I'll speak to you on Monday. And then you're kind of waking up and going, right, okay. Right, we'll see how this goes. Because you've not got an idea. You've not got an idea. Because, as I said, you, you see, you know, white 8% of your debt off. You know, that's the extreme cases. And obviously, Aye. bankruptcy was never, a, a, you go through it, you went through it, and I said, that's not an option for you. Yeah. Because you actually, there is enough here that we can work this out. You know, salary's enough. And I, I get that. Want to be for everybody, there'll be folk who might be in dire straits, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it might be that is the only option, and I get that. There is obviously different because he says they sell it as a, a one solution fits all. He says that's not the case because everybody's different, yeah. Um, and I think for speaking to him, and I can't remember when your podcast is the second week in February or something. And I've had, I had to look at my direct messages, and, and I actually sent my message saying I've just made my first payment in this scheme. Thanks so much, it's changed my life. Aye, it's amazing, isn't it? But what he can do on your behalf. Is speak, he can go and speak to creditors and be like, here, the, the letters stop. Because that I've been there, like, I, I remember I, when I was a wee guy and I took a store card out and then I just forgot about it. And then I started getting pure hit. I ended up paying, like, four times the amount I should have for a horrible purple checked shirt that I wore once. It didn't even fit me. And I was just so gutted about it. And uh, I was getting letters. And I mean, I've had them before for other things as well when I was younger. And, when the letters are coming or the phone's ringing, you're panicking and you're, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. You feel like you've got nowhere to go. So people are always like, I don't have that much time. But, you know, you, they speak to them and you say, here, listen, you'll get your money, just wrap it. And in, in most cases, that's kind of what a company wants is a bit of dialogue. But because you think they're chasing me for something, you just, you freak out. Do you feel like, I mean, this is a very personal question, so you don't need to answer, but do you feel like your, your family and personal life kind of improved because you just felt... You were able to sleep better, or your, your stress was kind of taken away. I, I think, yeah, just your your general moodless because you're actually you you don't you don't realise how much you're kind of thinking about it. You know, I, I'm I'm fortunate that I don't have oh, I've got I work in a stressful job. Uh, families are healthy and stuff. Like that. I don't have a concern with that. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm fortunate, and I get those folk who worse off. I mean, I, I don't understand that. But yeah, you do see a difference, and it is you just you don't even realise and. Probably carrying about you. You're thinking you're no you're no sitting at your work thinking, oh, I've got a minimum payment card for that card. You just you were just an acceptance you were paying it, but then the difference being that you're actually wow, well, into month. You know you've got extra funds you can actually then go do stuff. I enjoy it because there's a perception that you. Know, I think the, the first thing that Tommy said to me was, you know, what have you spent on? I said, living, surviving, you know, it's not as if I'm like, I've got a 40 grand debt and I don't know why, but there's a 40 grand fucking sports car in the drive, I just don't know why I'm in debt, do you know what I mean? And he's like, you know, it's, 
it, it, it's just you're you're just going right. Well, it's a week before payday, but I've got to fill the car up. I've got to get messages, so you know, I, and I'll get it at the end of the month. Aye. Aye, but you don't because you're always, you, you know, you've got a set amount going out, so you're not you're not getting that money back. Aye. To then say right, I've got a, I've got a spare couple of quid to then go, you know, that time I used that card, I can then pay that back as soon as I get paid. Doesn't work like that, and there's mm. a lot of folk that I imagine are like that. Aye, especially now, like I mean, it's. This is such a buzzword in it now, but the cost of living crisis that we're in. Like, I remember Tommy predicting this actually back in, mm, must have been January, February. He's like, this people are really going to feel the squeeze. And that was before we anticipated the war in Ukraine happening, which has had a total knock on effect mm-hmm. because of wheat supplies. And I think, fuck it, is it olive oil or something? Like, these, all these silly wee things all have knock on effects. And it is what causes prices to drive up. Plus, then we've got a general recession. Uh, I don't know if are we official we're not officially in a recession or are we? We're, we're fucking heading that way anyway. I don't think I don't think we're officially in one. We're, we're heading um, there at breakneck speed. I'll stop stop watching the news at ten because I'm fed up here and Tories breaking the laws. Ah, we're dying and nobody wants to see people. So I, I switched to R because it's annoying me. I know I'm the same. So I'm like news is kind of filtering through, but it's like you've got people are probably having the, these. They're maybe getting there just month by month or by the skin of their teeth, but it's going to start thinking for people. I think I think we've probably covered all bases. To be honest, it's great that you listened to it. I'm del- do you know I'm delighted that you heard it that Saturday night when you switched the GBX off, um, when the kids were watching TV and listened to it because that was exactly like you know what what we intended. We wanted to have a conversation in which we removed the stigma which surrounds it, and I think there's a stigma that surrounds the subject of debt in general, which prevents people. If they ever even think about it in their own minds because you kind of don't want to admit it and then it prevents them from actually ever discussing it with anybody and it prevents them seeking any sort of help and you know in some cases that can be quite fatal it can be drastic because people think there's no way out and the reality is there are actually loads of ways out there loads of issues uh, loads of uh, methods loads of programs there's loads of things and it's just worth having a conversation at some point don't don't let that shit you know, ruin your life because essentially what is it? It's numbers on the screen. It's, it's never money that people ever even touch. No, I mean, look how, again, this is a repetition of the ponders listening, look how much debt this country in a whole is in. It, that's made up. You know, never ping that back. I know. Do you know what I mean? I know. I'm not saying you should be dismissive of your own personal debts or whatever. It's, it's, it's a made up number, but it's something that it's life's too short to get worried about that kind of stuff, mate. Honestly, you know what I mean? You just do what you can to get it sorted. And just crack on. Aye, it absolutely is. Do what you can to get it sorted and just crack on. So have a conversation with somebody. Mate, this has been this has been great fun. I love these types of conversations where it's just it really is just not seeing where it goes because we know what we're going to talk about, but that's always fun. But uh, thanks very much, mate, for sharing your your sort of personal experience because that is very selfless of you. No, no worries, mate. I appreciate it. Cheers. What's the plan now? A couple more of the beers and feet up or can I comment on the beers? <laughs> you look as if you'll be getting a game of living aside at your back garden, by the way. You're listening, can I see it? But that is one hell of a garden. Next time, if you're ever having a garden party, man, give me a shout. I'm coming up. I know what is me. Give me a shout if you're down the road. No, well, thanks, mate. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of Blethered soon. If this conversation has struck a chord with you and you would like free advice on how to get back in control of your debt, then get in touch with Tommy. You'll find his contact details in the episode notes. Blethered.
Blethered was written, recorded and produced by Sean McDonald in association with The Big Light. Music and post-production by Brian McAlpine and for more information, go to thebiglight.com. If you like this podcast, please check out all our other series including Talk Media, Natural Wonders, You Could Start a Fight in an Empty House, Talking Derry Girls, Brave Your Day, The Tartan Noir Show, Double Scotch, Great Scott, Trust Me I'm a Leader, Unearthed, A Sonic Hug and Old School. All on the Big Light, Scotland's podcast network. From the Big Light Studio.